Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, which is found on page 783 in the Red Bibles. Jesus' title, The Magi, Visit the Messiah. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born, King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and had come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem went. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophets has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd his people, Israel, shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on the way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of the Lord. morning, excuse me, I'd like this morning for us to look together at these magi, these wise men uh, that come from the east to uh, worship the king. So as we look together, will you pray with me that uh, the king himself will uh, open our eyes and we might be worshippers as well. Father, I'm asking with my brothers and sisters here, that uh, you would bring a great dawning and a great light to our hearts by your spirit this morning, uh, that our hearts too would be overjoyed, uh, Lord, that, yeah, that you would uh, transform us by uh, the brightness of the light of Christ. And Father, we, in our joy, would be glad to worship you, uh, we pray, in Jesus' name. There were uh, these magi, uh, wise men from the east uh, that come in this passage that Lois read for us to to worship uh, the Lord Jesus. It says in verse 1 here that after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea uh, and during the time of, of King Herod. So the baby, uh, long predicted, has been born uh, in a mostly unknown town. 
in Bethlehem. But we also know that it was during the time of King Herod, and King Herod was King Herod the Great, very ruthless uh, king, um, mad king in many ways, did uh, horrible things. In fact, the very next part of the scriptures after what we read this morning, he goes uh, ruthlessly to kill all babies in uh, the Bethlehem region that is two years old or younger. A very bloodthirsty king, King Herod the Great. But the long-awaited king, the promised king from God had been born. And no one really knew much about him, but he'd been born quietly in Bethlehem. So we've got these two kings, one ruling with despotic and terrible power, ruthless and bloodthirsty, and another king, the promised king, born quietly in Bethlehem. Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. These magi, we often call them wise men, were people we don't know a lot about, but they were astrologers. They were the wise men of the day. They were the learned ones. They were the advisors to the royal courts. And there was a rumour going around in the ancient world that a great king was going to come out of Judea. And when the Magi saw the star and they come from the east, they might have come as far away as Persia, modern-day Iran. And if so, that they had travelled nearly 2,000 k's, uh, unmade roads, made their way um, by foot or by camel, no one knows exactly how, but... It's a long, long way. And they've come all of this way, search. I want you to think for a minute about these magi. The longing in their heart. Just this longing in their heart to pack up everything, to leave wherever they were in the east, and to make this journey what was in their heart? What were they longing for? What were they yearning for? It says, when, when King Herod heard that these magi had come from all of this way, these wise men, these, these advisors of the royal courts in other parts of the world had come to Jerusalem, asking about where the king had been born, King Herod, it says, was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. He's disturbed because he himself is not... He, the Romans had placed him over the, over the Jews as a king, but he himself was not a legitimate king. He, was not a, he, he, he did not have the ancestral legitimacy. He wasn't really a Jew. And, and so he, have you ever come across those people that are paranoid that 
uh, the power that they've got soon is going to be ripped out of their hands. Well, that's King Herod the Great. Just paranoid that someone is going to topple him from his throne. And so he hears this news that another king has been born and um, he's disturbed. And all Jerusalem with him. And he called together all the chief people's chief priests and the teachers of the Lord and he asked them this question. Where? Where was the Messiah to be born? And the answer came like that. They everyone knew. In Bethlehem in Judea they replied. For this is what the prophet has written. But you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler and he will shepherd my people Israel. Messiah, long predicted to be born in Bethlehem. And then he calls the Magi secretly and he says, I want you to search diligently until you find that child so that I can come and worship him too. I wonder whether the people in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Israel in general, I wonder whether their hearts have actually grown weary. I wonder whether they, they had heard the promise that the king would be born, that the Messiah would come, but their hearts have grown weary. I wonder whether they were saying to themselves, oh, all the good things and powerful things that God used to do happened long, long, long time ago, but it'll never happen to us. Nothing, nothing much good happens to us. We're under... Um, Roman rule, uh, all the promises seem to be squashed and wilted and dying and, and the sort of, no, oh yeah, we, we know that good things happened before, but nothing ever good happens to us. No promises ever happened to us. No powerful things of God's goodness or grace ever happened to us. And I wonder whether their hearts have grown weary and tired. These people that weren't Jews, these people who were from a totally different religion, far, far away, and they'd seen a star. After the Magi talked to the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. I love that phrase. They were overjoyed. So they had, now they were armed with the information of where the Messiah was to be born. He was to be born in Bethlehem because they didn't know. They had no access to the Jewish scriptures, but they had now discovered that this is where he's to be born. And now they had the guidance of the star and on coming to the house where they saw the ch they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. I imagine they prostrated themselves, they lay down, just totally on their faces before him. You know, this is the reason that they had come. They had said, they said. 
that come to Jerusalem and they said, where is the king? We've come to worship him. We've got one reason and one reason only to make the trek all this way through hardship and pain and difficulty and heat and cold and danger and whatever else. We've got one, one, one purpose and that is to worship. And again, to the place where the baby was, They opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to the country by another route. They were directed supernaturally to the child by a star, and now here they are, being warned in a dream, supernatural direction, don't go back to Herod, go back another way. Let's think together about these magi, these wise men that came to worship. Because they had this deep, deep longing in their heart and a desire to worship. So we've got them on the one hand as one response to the, to the king that was born. But there's another response to the kingdom that was born that's represented in Herod. Deep hatred. A murderous hatred to want to kill this child. This child, as soon as it's born, as soon as he is born, there's these two responses to him. Either a desire to worship and adore and totally bow down, or a murderous hatred to want him to be removed and just obliterated, to be destroyed. Two responses to the child. Think about what that word worship means. I wonder if you've ever worshipped. We call this a worship service. We call it a worship service. What does it mean to, to worship? To worship. Because these magi, they've got this longing and they've got this searching in their heart, a desire. A desire to see him, to see a person. It wasn't about coming to a particular place. That wasn't it. I mean, many of you have been on holidays and um, you you say, I want to go and see Uluru. Or you say, I want to go and see the Taj Mahal. Or you say, I want to go and see something. And I might say to you, but you can have a look at it in the book. You can have a look in your books. You know how it goes. And you say, no, but I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to experience this thing. And and what's happening here is that these magi, I just want to hit, they want to not only be in a place, that wasn't it. They wanted to encounter a person, the one born, the one who had been promised from ancient times. And, and, and they wanted had this longing, a longing, only if they could be in his presence, 
to be holy. You know, we can even today um, travel uh, to the Holy Land, and I'd like to one day myself, or and, and think that that's the that's the way we'll have the spiritual experience. But it's not the place that really matters. It's the person. That they needed the person that wanted the king. Not another place, but a king that come to see and to behold and to adore. And on coming to the house, they bowed down. In other words, these ones that were advisors to the royal courts, perhaps in Persia or some faraway place, they are themselves submitting themselves before this child, because they're convinced that on this child, authority lay, the authority from heaven. And so they're bowing down, they're laying their lives down, they're laying all their authority down, they're laying their, their own personhood and their own dignity down. They're, they're just totally putting everything that ever was about their selfhood, they're, they're making it and saying, this is why we were born. This is why we exist. We, we don't exist for this thing and that thing. We, we are here. We exist because this ultimately is the king. Do you not know that human beings were made God. That was what our purpose is. And here they are coming to the king and saying we're laying everything down, all our dignity, and our delight is in the worship of this king. They open their treasures and they give him the gift. They go home with no treasures. Do you know how that's, a, that's another aspect of worship? Is that I, I, I love the idea that they've got their treasures. I wonder what your treasures are. Maybe your treasures are at home. Maybe your treasures are around your wrist. Maybe your treasures are in your bank account. Maybe your treasures, I don't know where, you're, where are your treasures. But they had their treasures. And it says they opened their treasures and they got them out and they presented them to the child. And do you know what? That was their joy. That was their joy. That was their joy. This is what these treasures are for. They're not actually for me to hang on to and, and to own and to have for myself and to wrap myself in all them and all the glory goes to me. No, this is what the treasures are actually for. That, that this is my joy. That they could be given to the king. So that when they go home, they didn't have any treasures, but their heart was seeking. Because all that they had was given to them. For their grandchildren. We are called 
still when we bow down, and we bow all the way down and worship. That's our God. That's our joy. And part of it is that the promise of God is that humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and He will lift you up. One of my favorite promises. Humble yourself. This is the promise. If you humble yourself all the way down, that's your job, that's my job. Humble yourself all the way down. But this is the promise from God. He will lift you up to the highest heavens. He will exalt you. He will not drop you. He will hang on to you. He will bless you. He will lift you up. Do you know, so often our lives are all about lifting ourselves up and climbing ourselves up the ladder. And that, God's saying, no, 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 please. Bow down. Bow down. And my promise to you, I promise to you, is that I'll lift you up. So I'm encouraging us all this morning at the birth of this king who is a shepherd, who gives his life to care and provide and protect and, and deliver us. For us to lay down our authority. To open our treasures. Don't hang on to them. To open our treasures to the king. These magi, they expended their time, they expended their energy, they gave their treasures, they they worshipped, and that was their joy.
cares for us and provides for us. And Lord, I'm asking for myself and for all those that are in the sound of my voice that there would be a response in our heart, not just to, not just like Herod, to remove you from our lives, but there would be the other response, a response to bow, a response to um, worship, uh, a response to adore, uh, a response to take joy in your rulership over us and your shedding love for us. Yeah, so Lord, thank you and 